Hello, uh, welcome to Tubi Talk. This is a podcast where we find movies on the free streaming service Tubi. We'll watch it and then we'll give you a plot summary on how we feel, along with some other fun se- segments like recasting the characters. Uh, my name's Clara and I'm here with Como. Say hi, Como. Hello. <laughs> and uh, we're also joined with Mac. Say hi, Mac. Hello. <laughs> uh, Today, we're talking about the film Extreme Teens, also known as The Boy with... Wait, what is it? The Boy with the X-Ray Eyes. <laughs> uh, Boy with the X-Ray Eyes is uh, directed by Jeff Burr, who also did uh, Leatherface, The Chainsaw Massacre... Ma- wait, The Chainsaw Massacre 3, and... Uh, what else? He did Puppet Master 4 and 5. Uh, Pumpkinhead 2. Pumpkinhead 2 amongst a, some other odd movies. <laughs> this is just one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, now, let's get on to the plot summary. Como, what do you have? <laughs> I think I have the most notes, which is, like, a crammed page, but it's messy and makes no sense. I'll try to have this accumulate into something. It's fine. So, uh, there's it starts with, like, a, a freshman hazing. Uh, these two bullies, I, 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 they gave their names. I forget their names. They was very fast. Uh, and they, 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 yeah. Sorry. Hmm? Continue. <laughs> They're chasing this kid. Uh, I don't know his last name, but his last—I don't know his first name, <laughs> but his last name is Kimball. They're chasing Kimball through the woods. Uh, I think they're on bikes and just running. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they cross into some no trespassing area, which I believe sets off an alarm or something. So well, they uh, catch up with him and they shoot him with paintballs. <laughs> and they all seem happy about it. Which is yeah. weird. They all have a, like a happy, fun time, even though this kid got destroyed by blue and gold paintballs. Like school colors. God. <laughs> uh, Anyone after... remember the, the nicknames they were, he were, they were calling? Uh, the kid? Uh, yes. I wrote down chasing a few after. lines. Um, well, so, like, only While they were, oh my god! While they were riding their bikes, they were just like yelling these insults at this kid, <laughs> whilst shooting him with paintball guns. So, but he seemed think, cool with it. Yeah, I think the best one is uh, Shrimpus Maximus. Uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> which is amazing, and everyone should use that term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he offers his Snickers. Uh, he has Snickers in his bag. <laughs> he has he two Snickers. To try to get them like, stop uh, chasing him, but it fails. Easily the best line in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he mentioned Snickers four times throughout this whole movie, so you know it's important to him. <laughs> then after the hazing, the kid's just like playing with some army toys <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And then some soldiers are approaching. And he's like, "Soldiers!" 
And the bully has another great line. He says, yeah, I know they're soldiers. I got them at Walmart more. (laughs) (laughs) So that's good. So it's just a bunch of soldiers and their leader, Lieutenant Biddle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And they capture the kid. Well, no, the two bullies bike away and like go over some like little bump or something and get invisible to this other dimension. I don't yeah, they, know. They, like, disappear, right? Yeah, and later we find out that they went to another dimension. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, being stored in some computer or whatever. I guess. Very strange. And, and um... Yeah, they're, they have to figure out what they're gonna do with Kimball. And he offers mm-hmm. Snickers two more times to try to <laughs> get them try to, to stop. Yeah. But they don't. They just, um... No one accepts the damn Snickers. <laughs> Do it's the very sad. Just take the Snickers. Jeez. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they send him to the d- other dimension thing. <laughs> yeah, they just drop him in. <laughs> and then yeah. he just... And these characters are completely forgotten for like at least 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're not even mentioned once <laughs> until like the, like the big part at the end mm-hmm. or whatever. I think so. there's like a brief line halfway through. About missing kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They find like their bike or something. Yeah. So then we're introduced to the main family, the Carvers. So we have Andy, who's he's our the main lead. character. He, it's mentioned he's a sophomore, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his little brother, Cameron, his stepdad, John, and mom. <laughs> Not kidding, maybe, as far as I know. <laughs> Which she was, yeah, it really irked me. <laughs> but yeah, they're moving to this town, uh, and he's like trying to help. And but the dad's all like, "Oh, those are fragile boxes. Don't touch those." And, and uh, secret lab equipment, mm-hmm. which is later revealed to be a birthday present, I think, for Andy. Maybe. Yes. I think yes. I think so. It was revealed that like he was making yeah, a, a science lab. lab for Andy. <laughs> and it's all emotional because he, uh, Andy and uh stepdad John aren't very close. You know? Yeah. So it's just like, oh, he cares about me kind of a moment, but as of make- right now, Andy's just kind of like, why why doesn't he want me carrying boxes? That's very weird. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron's not helping either. He's popping out of boxes and aggressively roaring at everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is like a child, so it makes sense. But yes, not helping the situation. Yeah. He's, he's being very spooky and mm-hmm. the least screen time. <laughs> Although he did deserve, he should have gotten a lot more screen time. Yeah, he does not know its priorities. <laughs> he was in. He was in the film for three minutes in the beginning and then he did not show up once after that at the party at the end but like in the background he didn't have any lines or anything very unfortunate yeah uh so the dad has to go to his job at vectrocomp weird name but Mm -hmm. whatever i'm working on some x-ray goggles 
but they're not they don't work something's wrong there's some invisibility thing that also doesn't work overall just just a mess at VectorConf. they have no idea what mm-hmm. they're but he meets uh, his boss uh mr baker malcolm baker <laughs> <laughs> uh Malcolm Baker has a much bigger role in the movie than he should. Agree. It's uh revealed later on that the only reason Vectro Core Comp Core something it's is comp is <laughs> Comp just makes no sense to me. Um is doing uh these X ray goggle things is because uh, his wife is blind and he wants her to see the world. <laughs> Does it make sense? No. Not at all. And she does not get a name either. The subtitle's called her wife. Mm-hmm. Very good job, Extreme Teens. Also, one of the few times this is ever mentioned. I don't think it's mentioned again after this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. After a couple other scenes. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I somehow, uh, oh yeah, this Malcolm guy, he's also uh, president of the student board, or school board. <laughs> so he yeah. gets uh, a, a field trip to this Vectro comp, so I guess so uh, John can make Andy look all cool to everyone. I don't know. Because, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> Andy's be- new at school, and... Mm-hmm. He's not. He doesn't have a great reputation at the moment because he's like nerdy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Like he he answers questions in class. Oh, how funny! Ha ha ha! That kind of deal. <laughs> yep. That only happens in movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's mentioned that they're doing the field trip and they have to fill out their permission slips the day before, which makes no sense. It's like always like a month beforehand with these things. Mm-hmm. But uh, the day beforehand, fill it out. Yeah. So then that they, it cuts to dinner, I believe next. Oh, we forgot to bring up Boyd. Boyd. Oh, Boyd. Boyd. Oh, yeah. Boyd uh, is uh, John's Co-worker. co-worker yes uh, and it's he's a villain mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a bad guy he's basically like the guy who steals dinosaur dna in jurassic park yes, yes. he's exactly that guy to a t yeah mm-hmm. uh so at dinner that night um there's another great line or end sequence where Cameron is like eating like a pig <laughs> and knocking like stuff all over his plate. Mm-hmm. And the mom says, Hey, who replaced my son with Godzilla? <laughs> Very amusing line. I quite appreciated it. Mm-hmm. One of Cameron's <laughs> best scenes. Yes, one of his only <laughs> scenes. Um, but then, <laughs> okay, the dad like starts, um, prying away to get information from John in a really unnatural way. And all mm-hmm. the while you see just like Cameron like throwing food at Andy. And the parents do <laughs> nothing about it. Just like throwing french fries across the table. <laughs> and yeah. like there's shots of it just like hitting him in hitting him in the face. Like ever every so often. 
Also, were they only having French fries? Yeah, it was just like just French fries. <laughs> only French fries. Not even like ketchup or anything to dip it in. Just Mm-mm. just the French fries. Just a mm-hmm. huge pile of French fries. <laughs> you uh, know. So he he uh, walks off to his room. Uh, so then John ends up going in there and comforts him by saying, "Oh, you never really move on from uh, a relative dying." And it does that whole thing. Oh, because his dad died. Yes. We I, did not mention that. We did not. We also did not mention how apparently at his old school or old home, he had four options for girlfriends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's Chad. Absolute unit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so then we move to the field trip itself. Where uh, we didn't mention Sam and Iris, who are the nerdy people who he becomes friends with. Uh, Sam would be very conspiracy driven. Uh, he he's very skeptical and curious about things. Uh, mm-hmm. He actually believes that uh, Vectrocomp has aliens. Yes, yes. Uh, and he's kind of right about that, but not really. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Iris, the companion of Sam, uh, just to level him out a bit, I think. Because <sighs> he's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they uh, snoop around. He ca- he manages to catch the code his dad puts in, like to enter the back hallways and stuff. So he uses that code, and they get into the lab where the X-ray goggles are. And um, Andy fixes it. He, there's a miscalculation. Mm-hmm. There's an eight instead of a three in yes. one of the uh, equations. Yeah. Yes. So uh, he fixes it and they work. Uh, I'm going to take this moment to discuss how horrible the visuals look for this thing. Oh, they're awful. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how anyone can make anything out of it. It's just like a blur of, mm-hmm. of colors. They say it's yeah, x-ray. It was... It's but not. no, you literally can't. You just don't see anything. The most X-ray you get is like dirt cheap skeleton effects on a person's face. Mm-hmm. For like a second. Yes. So it's it's like weird rainbow, mm-hmm. UV esque, like yeah. just. Oh, also, uh, we forgot to talk about reason, the. Uh... Uh, I think they went on this field trip, or. Yeah. That the school made up for them going on this field trip was they were going over like uh, visible light, mm-hmm. and, like, the prism and stuff. And the teacher made a reference to the Dark Side <laughs> of the Moon album mm-hmm. that like no one noticed at first. Then this one dude in the class was just like, "Yeah, dude, yeah." <laughs> it's like it took them a moment to get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they did. I don't know. Uh, but. Yeah, the, the same visual appears in the X-ray goggle room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so <laughs> then um, uh, the John, uh, Malcolm, and Boyd walk in to discover these kids in plain sight, not even trying to hide. And, well, they're busted, but they discover uh, Malcolm's like, oh, this thing works. Uh, what did you do? <laughs> 
And Andy just says, oh, I fixed the calculation. And Malcolm's like sneering in the corner, mm-hmm. <laughs> visibly upset. So they're basically, they're not in any kind of trouble. No, they just Ooh. let him go. Like, yeah. oh, you broke into a top secret agency. Mm-hmm. No big deal. You can just go back to your field trip. Mm-hmm. So they Completely go. off the hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Boyd uh, sneaks the goggles into Andy's backpack and before giving it back to him. So, yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to put it in the vault, but he's using Andy as a way to get it out of the facility. Because his plan is to obtain it later. Mm-hmm. Um, would also like to mention, while they're exiting, the dad has a good line. He's like, uh, last time I checked, breaking in was on the bad side of things. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the whole end of that thing. Uh, I think I may have skipped over stuff in my notes. <laughs> that's totally fine i think <laughs> i don't know um i think it cuts to... this is where i think right after this is where the film kind of goes downhill <laughs> yeah it cuts mm-hmm. to andy at home and he he decides to go to the park i oh, believe yeah okay i have this so yeah. <laughs> he runs into the bullies at the park i forget their names but they were really stupid <laughs> Like the people uh, who are pestering him during class. Mm-hmm. That's and pestering those, those him bullies. earlier and yeah. before school scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in that scene, he like did a, a cool bike trick to impress them. But they mm-hmm. were like, oh, eh. <laughs> so uh, they like mock him at the park now. He's like, are you going to do another cool bike bike trick and press the girls here? And he's like, they're like, jump over the bear. It's like a, there's like a, a small like, statue of a bear for some reason. <laughs> but yeah. he ends up bailing. Completely bailing. Like, yes. Right on his face. Yep. Yeah, and then they all laugh at him and walk away. And then after that, uh, he goes through his bag to check if he broke anything or something like that. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, he finds the goggles. He finds the the X-ray vision goggles, and he's like, "Whoa, those aren't supposed to be there." So he <laughs> he hides in some bushes and tries them on, as if he are, he he doesn't know how they work, even though he tried them on earlier. And I believe that's when we get our first glimpse at the terrible, colorful visuals. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can really dreadful. Uh. You, Boyd was kind of like spying on him mm. to see if he could like get the goggles back but uh, he realizes that he he noticed the goggles and he was going to tell oh I think we missed right? an important scene uh, where Boyd meets with Biddle oh yeah 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 so we see boy this is the night before the park scene right after the whole break-in attempt yes um and boyd meets with lieutenant biddle right around the forbidden no trespassing sign and the it's revealed that he is a spy working for lieutenant biddle's group 
I guess, mm-hmm. uh, to get the invisibility and x-ray goggles to use for weapon purposes. Yeah. So. And it turns out that Boyd was uh, purposely uh, trying to slow down process on mm-hmm. the production of the goggles. Yeah, so they could get the invisibility cloaked on first. Mm-hmm. Which is more important to Biddle. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that that's that's all. That's the that's deepest that one goes. scene. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, that so, scene that scene the guy does ask for the kid's head though. It gets pretty oh, dark. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, he mentions. Oh wait, no, that's the next one. That's later. All right, oops, I spoiler alert. Up with him. Yeah, so Andy has the glass. The, they call them glasses, but they're goggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he runs into uh, Sam and Iris. Yes. Uh, and we see Sam going on about how some crazy JFK assassination alien plot. Very conspiracy theory. Yes, driven. that's all he talks about. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, and he—he he said he's a—he's a Trekkie. It's revealed earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, Iris he likes the like, originals. Oh, lame Star Trek, and he's like, Star Trek's not lame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, Boyd is approaching them. Very predator-like. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Very... <laughs> But they keep backing away, and they like split into like um, Iris and Andy running in one way, and uh, Sam the other. Uh, Boyd, <laughs> forgetting the names. Boyd goes after the the two, not because they have the goggles. Um, mm-hmm. But while uh, Sam is running, he drops the uh, remote. Yes, to control the goggles. Oh, also, before they start running, Sam says he's going to hold off Boyd. And then he just doesn't. Fight him. (laughs) He's, like, thrown aside in a few seconds. (laughs) Yeah, so, useless. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so they get back to uh, Andy's house to see that uh, John is being taken away by, like, police, I think. I don't know, for what he did. They never say what the reasoning is. I'll be honest, I don't remember this part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's being arrested. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember this at all, but... <laughs> and, um... Uh, at some point, Malcolm's arrested, too. I don't he think he's arrested, though. But anyway, uh, yeah, just keep it short. Uh, Andy puts on the goggles. They become invisible and are stuck to his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he permanently sees this disgusting rainbow vision mm-hmm. uh, nightmare. And he mentions how he can see through his eyelids. Makes no sense. It's like whenever he closes his eyes, he can just like yeah, see through them. Which it's like, not like he has the goggles inside of his head. No. <laughs> They're just like on top of his face. You just can't see him. 
Yeah, it makes no sense. But they're remote. They like they bring him up to his room and he's laying down. But the in the park, uh, some random guy finds the remote. Mm-hmm. And he's just like messing around with it. He's down on a park bench, and he's like, "It's almost time for Buffy." <laughs> that dates this movie big time. Oh, oh this yeah. is two thousand one, by the way. I don't think we mentioned that. I thought it was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's nineteen ninety nine. Nine. Oh well. Either way, it dates it. Like ten different dates for this thing. <laughs> but um. It, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Sorry. Uh, so he's just like pressing the buttons on it, and it's driving Andy crazy. Uh, so Sam and Iris. <laughs> I can't remember her name at all. They don't You're really say it in the movie. I'll be honest. They say it like. Twice. Once or twice. Max. But uh, they go out to find it and they're looking around. And right when they're about to see the old, uh, the random guy, he throws it in the trash can. So mm-hmm. they're left there looking like until night. Uh, and at this point, uh, Andy is left and has gone to uh, Malcolm's house to... I, I don't know. I don't know why he goes there. Oh, yeah, he goes there to find Malcolm, but I don't know why he would know where Malcolm's house is. Yeah, they don't explain that, but, like, he's he, he wants to go to Malcolm and, like, explain, yeah. like, he uh, has goggles attached to his face. <laughs> yes. Uh, but his wife is the only one there, and he's just like, oh, tell him I was here. Uh, she's like, oh, he has business to do, but he's in jail, I think. I don't know, maybe not. This movie is not very clear all the time. <laughs> mhm. So then he's just like stumbling drunk down the street. <laughs> you can't see anything straight. The uh, people and- who made this movie definitely forgot scenes that they wrote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Sam and Iris come across him. But I will mention the second time uh, Boyd and Biddle meet up now. Uh, pretty much just updates Biddle on the situation. And Biddle, he's like, uh, the gla- the goggles are stuck to this kid's head, and Biddle's like, "Then bring me the kid's head." Yeah, <laughs> implying decapitation. <laughs> a very nice kids film. Yeah. So, um, oh yeah. So they're like, if we can't find the remote, we'll make a new one. And then they just do somehow. <laughs> yeah, they uh, use a universal remote, and random gizmos was what they called it in the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> and a screwdriver and they made a working question mark remote and this is when you know that sam wins the biggest award biggest nerd award oh yeah for sure big nerd there's literally a point where he's like uh looks towards iris and is like brow brow and like <laughs> makes her wipe the sweat off his forehead it's really weird. This is that they work in the basement, and this is where they discover that. And it wasn't anything secret. It was just a present for Andy. Yay. He cares. Mm-hmm. So then they... Uh, oh, yeah. Boyd shows up at the house upstairs. They're like, oh, it must be a cat. For some <laughs> reason. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, because... His x-ray vision, like, he can see through 
The ceiling. The ceiling. But he, he says it's a cat, but like, no. He's like, it must be a very big cat. <laughs> they get out the window and are able to run off in time. So they go to the wood area. Oh, forgot to mention. Um, <laughs> The second time Biddle and Boyd meet up, Sam and Iris see it. So they know where the like that place is. So they all go there now, right where all the villains are. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like a laser grid on the ground, I think. <laughs> Oh yeah, and like, uh, lasers and that'll with the X-ray goggles. Yeah, so he navigates them somehow through that. They do that through uh, synchronized jumping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's really weird. And then they find a a cave that leads to the secret lab. Mm-hmm. So while they're down there, they're just like snooping around for a bit. They like. He uses the x-ray goggles to find heat signatures on a lock to crack it, I think. I don't know. I don't know what he did. <laughs> but he opens it up, and they find the, the bikes from the bullies from the opening that were supposedly died. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam is freaking out about it because conspiracy theories. <laughs> and while well, the... Soldiers start closing in on them. So they take to the bikes for some reason. I don't know. There's only two bikes, though. Yeah, and Sam says he can't ride one, so he just runs the other (laughs) way. And he Mm -hmm. said, distraction. So I guess he kind of (laughs) is. I don't know. This is is definitely the tipping point after this. Like, everything that happens after this just kind of goes... Yeah. So they're riding their bikes around these... um, (laughs) The secret lab. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't just run. It seems like they made much more of a hassle than they needed it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. They don't escape. They are cornered by Boyd. Oh, this is, oh no, this is my notes end. Oh, no. Uh, they're cornered by Biddle, I think. Oh, no, no, no. I thought it was Boyd and Biddle. I don't know. Both of but, them. Uh, Boyd has a great line. Uh, I forget the context for it, <laughs> but he says, card analogies, they are so vivid. <laughs> I don't know why that was said, but it was notable, apparently. Mm-hmm. So, and then they're, like, captured, they're brought into the lab, lab testing room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andy is strapped up to some kind of chair. And they reveal that they'd use some kind of wave or something, I don't know, to get it uh, to show the goggles. They're not invisible anymore. Yes. And... Uh, I, don't, I don't know what happened here. Uh, he wanted to get Boyd to send them to the other dimension thing, but Boyd turned and then summoned the other kids from the beginning again. And the <laughs> Kimball immediately mentioned the Snickers again. Yeah. <laughs> He teleports in in the middle of the sentence. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, and then they use the ray on Biddle, and he gets sent to the other, to the dimension. other dimension. Yeah, Malcolm had a part in this. 
I don't Mel- know. Yeah, Malcolm that. saved them from something, but I don't know what he saved them from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they capture Boyd, and they're all laughing at him because he's a loser. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it's a happy ending. Everyone's friends. Cameron didn't get enough screen time. Uh, movie over. <laughs> yep. Oh, and then uh, Iris and... Oh, no. Iris and Andy, I think. Yeah, they kiss on the front porch while a weird rainbow filter covers the screen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which absolutely made no sense. They had no romantic chemistry whatsoever in the movie. So it doesn't make sense why they just, like, all of a sudden be into each other. But that's just my opinion, so... (laughs) I don't know. I think she was just uh, uh, like hold up, held up with Sam so long that she had really low standards. Mm. <laughs> That's the kind of vibe I was getting. Yeah. But yeah. Know. Well, th- that's that's extreme, extreme teens. Boy with X-ray eyes. <laughs> the amazing movie that should have won Oscars. Oh yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. VFX Oscar. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so now we have to decide what we're going to rate this film, or like what we review it. Yeah. As like if if All we right, find I'll, it bad, my review and rating first. Okay. There, there's a, there's definitely good things in this movie. There's some quotable lines, such mm-hmm. as stickers things. Uh, the vivid card analogies, the Godzilla <laughs> line, uh, Shrimpus Maximus. Yeah, the the quips are very very good. Yeah, yeah. The quips are great. Uh, the plot is interesting for like thirty minutes, then it's not. Mm-hmm. Like it just got too muddled with like military. Same stuff. problem with ice spiders. Yeah. Uh, lesson it's- of this podcast: Do not put military stuff in your movie. It will almost <laughs> help you yeah it'll it'll just make it arguably worse yes uh cameron doesn't get enough screen time that's a legitimate complaint everyone else gets too much screen time Mm -hmm. well actually sam the nerd is fine where he is he's entertaining enough i guess yeah he holds together most of the movie they don't explain much of anything going on they just tell it to you, and then you, you're expected to understand. The visuals are horrible. Yes. Um, yeah, so 5 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, it, like... It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It's no evil bong, it's no Ouija shark, but you know. Mm-hmm. I have to agree. It's fine. <laughs> I have to agree with your rating there, 5 out of 10. It's just kind of yeah. disappointing. I wouldn't watch again. No. Nor would I recommend this to anyone. But if you're bored, maybe. Yeah. If you want to see a kid with weird rainbow vision, <laughs> go for it. This is your movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What it's about movie you? you've been looking for? Um, so I'm going to give it a four out of ten for the first like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. I was really liking it and I was probably going to give it like a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. But uh, as soon as he got the X-ray vision, the film just kind of went down, and like all the the fun scenes with Cameron or like the quips with Sam, like could not just they just couldn't save this. There movie. were no more fun scenes with Cameron. 
Yeah. Yeah, if he had more scenes, I don't know. It could have been could have been a different outcome, but mm-hmm. I would the six out of ten. Yeah, so four out of ten overall. It was I don't know, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Had some it fun was, scenes. It wasn't but... so bad that I regret watching it though. No, <laughs> yeah, no, it... I'm gl- I'm glad I watched it, but yeah. It was definitely better than I was expecting. Oh, uh, I was Como, expecting. In the middle, you said it was like a a, a better quality Goosebumps episode. Yeah, right? I, I kind of want to retract the better quality bit. It is just a long Goosebumps episode. <laughs> yes, and I I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Uh, down to how it's filmed, down to how everyone looks, down to how it's scored, down to how it's scripted. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's a Goosebumps episode, but it's like long, so it is long, too long. I mean, Goosebumps did a forty-minute episode sometimes. If this was forty minutes, I probably would have liked it a lot more. Oh, oh yeah, yes, yes, one hundred percent. Trim like forty minutes off this thing. Oh yeah, just one hour, please. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um. Uh... <laughs> I guess uh, there's not there's really not much. Ice Spiders had a lot more to talk about. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we came up with some recasts. Who, yeah, maybe. Who we'd cast uh, the actors, the characters as, uh, mm-hmm. if it was a modern day film. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Andy, I chose Skyler. Gisando, Gisando, uh, he was in Booksmart and the Amazing Spider-Man films. Uh, uh, I, and, I just uh, think he plays yeah. <laughs> uh, New Vacation, yeah. uh, Soft Reboot, mm-hmm. and Santa Curated Diet, and The Last Night uh, Nightmare. Oh my gosh, a Night at the Museum movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was about to say Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> uh, I just think he would be good at playing a nerd. And that's kind of what Andy is. Oh, so. yeah, he's played a nerd in, like, everything he's been in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, for Sam, I think I chose Evan Peters. Yes. Just because just he looks like him, honestly. Oh, <laughs> and for I, uh, Andy, uh, I think Ty Sheridan would work. Oh, yes, yes. Ty Sheridan makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And he would sign on to a project like this. Yes, he would. <laughs> Uh, for Iris, I think I chose Haley Steinfeld from. Yeah, uh, it's fine. I, I don't have uh, any. Yeah. So. From the Bumblebee movie. <laughs> and she may be playing the new Hawkeye. Ooh. Perhaps. Get Jerry um, Renner's old ass out of there. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants him around anymore. <laughs> He's stinking up the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then for John, the stepdad, I chose uh, John Cusack because yeah, that works. I, he he looks like him, so <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, with this little um, upgrade to the cast, we also get an upgrade to the budget. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a triple A production. Yep. Oh yeah, and then Blumhouse which... <laughs> probably. I can see Blumhouse doing this, yeah. It's going to be a dark reboot like 2020 Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for Lieutenant Biddle, I, I would like to uh, present Mark Strong. 
who is great in everything ever. <laughs> but he played uh, an evil scientist in Shazam. Uh, so, yeah, that's his qualification. Fair. <laughs> and uh, sure. he plays arguably uh, one of the best characters in the Kingsman movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then. If for- not the best. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Boyd, I chose uh, Mark Duplass because I think he'd be very good at uh, just being a bumbling little uh, villain. You know? For Boyd, I would like to nominate Kevin James because I will nominate Kevin James on every one of these episodes. Fair. <laughs> Gotta respect that. And but then... you know, if we're getting <laughs> Kevin James, we also have to get all of his other friends, like Adam Sandler and Steve yeah, Buscemi. And... They're in the background of shots. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just there. Yeah, mm-hmm. just walking around on the street. <laughs> they they uh, they got lost wandering off the Hubie Halloween set. <laughs> and then for la- last but not least, uh, the best character, Cameron, I yes. chose uh, Connor Fielding, uh, the kid who played Manny from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, I would like to nominate. I have no idea what this actor's name is, and I'm not going to look it up. But okay. in the worst Final Destination movie, there is a kid who has two lines, and he is the best delivery of all time. So there's like this douchey asshole character, right? Mm-hmm. At the pool, and this kid's like spraying him with a water gun, I think. <laughs> and he's like, stop it, kid. And the kid's like, no! Like, the delivery of no is so over exaggerated. It's literal perfection. That kid. So, kid. Final Destination Kid and Final or. Final Destination 4 Child. That and or. For like, five <laughs> seconds. Yes. At this point, if we wanted to make remake the movie with the same quality, we could just have both of them. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. like, swap them out, you know? Yeah, halfway through. Don't even explain it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that's our recast. Yep. If, uh, if <laughs> you happen to watch uh, <laughs> uh, Extreme Teens or just want to throw out a, <laughs> a cast, a recast, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, if you happen to watch this extremely obscure movie, I'm pretty sure we're the only people on the face of the earth to have seen this, but (laughs) if you for some reason have, just give us a little call and we'll consider your recast. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, Uh, our... Uh, so with five, five, and four, the average ranking is four point six repeating. So that puts it below Ice Spiders as the worst movie we have reviewed thus far. Yep. <laughs> and I think we're okay with that. Yes. <laughs> but I... anyway, uh, this was Tubi Talk. Yes. Thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Clara. You can find me at my letterboxed uh, frog rat. One word. Um, yeah. Check me out. Uh, come uh, back. Want to do your little promo thing? Yeah. 
I'm Mac. Uh, you can follow me at Letterboxd at Mac Pruden. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Como. You can find me at Daddy Kuma on Letterboxd and at the Daddy Kuma on Twitter. Oh, wow. I think and... <laughs> so I had to put the the in there. Uh, the that's just the at the name of the account is Emergency Salmon. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Cool. Anyway, uh extreme. Extreme. Anyway, uh Tubi Talk has a Twitter. You should follow yes, the Twitter. A Twitter. Um Tubi, right? Yeah, it's at TalkTubi. Uh yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. Yes. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Signing off. See you later. All right, I don't know how to get Craig to leave.